in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley, coming to you from um, a cloudy um, summer morning in Portland. It's actually been a pretty chill summer. Um, how's Brooklyn, you guys? Gross. Gross? Hot. Hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it's like 100 degrees right now, and it's about 85% humidity. So the entire air is just ball sweat. That's do, just do, all it is. The whole do, air. The whole air. Do, do the rats? Do the rats like it? No, dude. They're just swimming in sewer water. Yeah, they're, right. they're having a great time. They're having a jacuzzi downstairs. Yeah, it's they, disgusting they got, they, outside. They, they got the life, don't they? They really got the life. We just feed uh, them pizza and give them a nice bubbly sewer jacuzzi. They're great. No, um, we so. should. We should. We have a really awesome guest today, so we should probably. Cut we do. Part. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? Today, just, yeah. Today we have. Yeah, should I? You, yeah, 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 just, yeah, let's do this. Just, just, let's do this. All right, yeah, no, today we have uh, Christian Bikini. Uh, is an Italian filmmaker. He just uh, uh, made this uh, incredible short film called Escalation, which has been described as Evil Dead on steroids. Uh, and uh, I agree with that. Um, Christian, welcome to AGHP. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. So I have everyone to thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, you're, you're our first, uh, first person from Italy on our show. Um, oh, you know, really? So, yeah. Yep. So, so welcome. Welcome, wow. Italy. Um, you need to tell um, Italy kind of ranks a little low on our viewership. So you got you to gotta, uh, twist the knife a little bit over there. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, just like, talk dirty as much as I can and say as much BS I can. So the Italians, <laughs> okay, they just they just got to get on board. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, we we're I, big fans. We talk about Italian yeah, film a lot. I love I love Italian film. I love Italian food. Um, um, you know, I mean, I you know, I, I love. Uh, I will do my best to bring them on board and share this. <laughs> And like, you know, if they don't come on board and start following your podcast, I'm going to go escalation on their asses. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like start doing so, ripping people apart. Good. Um, awesome. so, uh, so without giving too much of a way of escalation, it's a, it's a, it's, this, it's so good. It's so much fun. It's, um, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's so like, it is a horror fans horror short. Uh, why don't you give me a little synopsis of it that doesn't, you know, for people who haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, so basically it's like, uh, it's very hard to give a synopsis, synopsis because as you saw the short, it's like, uh, there is a twist that people don't expect what's yes. happening. Yep. Okay, there is this, this, I made the story about this evil dude, this really bad motherfucker, you know, there's big ego, rich and selfish, and he thinks he's like untouchable. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in, when he thinks he's all safe at home during the COVID times, like he's untouchable, he's eating food, talking about banging girls and shit. Then something happens to him that basically kind of forces his conscience to eat itself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good you way. Watch the short and see what happens. So it's like, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a payback for all the assholes that I met during in my life. <laughs> and, and why the short in the first place. <laughs> I, I love it. 
um it's well, so it's so good it's filmed so well it's uh it's really beautifully shot and you know. thank you yeah, yeah just qua- quality wise just film quality wise it's insanely good looking like yeah. it's it's one of those movies that you packed so much stuff into 16 minutes like in a good way you packed so much cool stuff into 16 minutes that it makes me like it makes me jones for you having a full like feature film like i want to see the yeah. full <laughs> like 90 minute escalation movie now like i i'm i'm fully fucking on board man yeah man. And yeah. I, i'm trying i tell you now promoting the short is also helping me to get more interest and like you know maybe funding for the feature film which actually is like a couple of hours it's quite a long script and if you think the 60 minutes is packed the feature film because escalation was born as a feature film i oh, made okay, cool. wrote the script as a feature i couldn't make it on my own obviously so i took the kitchen scene in the beginning extended it so the feature film is like you know body doubles evil clones coming out of like mirrors and shit. <laughs> amazing just to his body is like people would let look away from the screen i promise beautiful oh i love it um well yeah so i thought um you know there's no like real crazy twist or anything it's pretty simple story wise like it's not complicated but the aesthetic and the tension of the moods you nailed so well and i i'm i'm glued to the screen the whole time yep. uh, because of it um and and you 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 acted in it you're the main you're the star in it right yeah, I, I did a kind of jack of all trades. And yeah. as I said, the, the, it was born, the idea for the full feature film, after I had this bad meeting with this producer. I used to live in Asia. So I was working in martial arts films. I was doing like a fight choreography, action directing. But I wanted to become like a, a director. I say, OK, mm-hmm. I want to tell my own stories because as you guys saw from the short, I, I like quality. I need visual mm-hmm. quality. I'm all about the visual language. And nobody would let me do that. You know, it was more like, oh, cool kicks are enough. The movie looks like shit. The story's stupid. Never mind. Your kicks are cool. Yeah. So I met this producer. Say, oh yeah, write something, and we will let you get it done. Let's see. And then after I wrote another script, actually, he said, ah, you know what? You, you don't know how to write shit. I don't think you're gonna be good enough to direct anything. And I was so disappointed. Like what? I tr- I wrote it, translated for you, and that's how you repay me. So I went back home and said, okay, what can I do on my own that I can actually shoot myself? Forget. Forget producers. So I came out with a story that would have just like one lead, me, because I could only trust myself to be on set. Yeah. Me directed it. I didn't have money to have monsters and stuff. Invisible villain. And I came out with this escalation story that then evolved in the future with like body doubles and metamorphosis and stuff. Couldn't make it, made the short film. So yeah, I, I did everything myself. I had, I had a trusted team of people helping me, obviously. Actually, I, I, it took me a while to shoot it. Uh, I had to stop twice and start again because I didn't have much funding. And I actually changed three crews because people thought I was being too much of a perfectionist and they didn't understand why your shorts needed to look so so movie-like and like, you're crazy, we're going to go away. So I had to stop to find new people helping me. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. But in the end, those who helped me really showed that they were my friends and they trusted me. So I'm grateful to them. Well, yeah, and, and, yeah. I mean, it really shows and it really shows in the work. And, um, and you know, it's funny because um, I'm a pretty big fan of shorts. You know, I think that like, like short stories and like a lot of things, I mean, of course, a feature is great, but like, but there's a different art to like making a short. And I think that like, you know, you want to get, I mean, because all stories are going to need beginning, middle and end. And it's almost easier when it's longer. You know, I, I, I yeah. write for like satire, but it, 
pages and stuff like that. And I could write 900 words, but they need it down to 350. You know what I mean? And you have to start going, okay, how do I pack enough emotion and enough like you know story to make a short that's good in the allotted amount of time if you had a ton of time to build exposition and character development and backstories and like so you have to say okay i'm gonna put the guy on the phone and we're gonna get some information about him that on the phone and then we're gonna have to you know what i mean and so yeah like anybody who was like hey why does a short have to look so good it's because like why 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 are we doing any of this to begin with right like well don't we want it want it all to be good Right, like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, short films are like, I, I, short films are like short films, are like mini movies. It's just yeah. a movie that lasts less time, and you can enjoy yeah. it in 10, 15 minutes, even five minutes. So I agree. It's like, uh, is you know, some stories they need to be feature films because they're so long. Some stories are good enough to be made into a short. Some shorts become feature film, and the story of the short is not enough to fool the feature to feel a feature film. No, right. sometimes. You watch the short, it's amazing. You watch the feature, oh, okay. It, it should have just stayed a short. So I right. agree. It's like, it's like a different form of art. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and it's a good way to help filmmaker get the works out and, you know, showcase what they can do. So I agree. And plus, you know, I think the, I think the, you like putting yourself in the lead position. Cause like, like clearly like you hit the gym and you like, like, I was like, I was looking at you. I was like, God damn. These Italians got me beat because, like, I, 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 I have that's to go. Why, that's why it's called Evil Dead on steroids, dude. Look at this fucking app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, I, I kind of went like, uh, who is the, I, I don't know, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise always go out to be the best prepared for the movie. I did the same. I mean, I've been a martial artist since I was eight. Right. So I've always All been right. fit, but not muscular. So I've never been shredded. But just because I wanted to make this legit, and this guy is a uh, you know selfish, egocentric yeah. narcissist, he needed to look good. I needed right. to yeah. look. Good. He wouldn't be going around with a belly if he's so, so such a narcissist. So I, I trained like for that. two yeah. years. Took me two years to get ready for that while I was fighting <laughs> the money to make it happen, and I made it happen. Right. So that's awesome. For, for, for the record, I'm a bit of a you know I'm kind of a narcissist, and I'm fat as fuck. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's um, well, also a, you mentioned you're a martial artist and that you were doing fight choreography and stuff. And that actually uh, makes a lot of sense because the, the, the physical uh, acting that you did in the movie is stupendous. It, it's amazing. The, the backbend thing, I don't know how you did it, but wow, that part fucking rules. <laughs> like the whole thing, like your physical performance is so good. So that makes so much sense that you come from a background of martial arts and Thanks. Because I yeah, I'm actually uh, when I shot Escalation, I wasn't planning on people on picking up on my like uh, physicality as a martial artist. But I have to say, in some festival where I went, people say, "Oh, you know, this looks like also Evil Dead meets the Raid, the Malaysian yeah. movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the Raid. But, yeah, the the Raid is amazing. And I'm like, what what do you mean meets the Raid? And say, "Oh, we can tell you are like a martial artist. It's, it's like a wow. kung fu horror film by yourself." Yeah. So I'm glad that people pick, picked up on that and like, yeah, the, the, the back bending, that was like, uh, there, there's a little trick they were using. I'm sure it was so cool. <laughs> but it's so but yeah, I got pretty badly hurt. Also because two times my back gave away and I smacked my head on the ground. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I had to say, <laughs> <the> fire. <laughs> um, Suffering yeah, no, you, for your you art channeled, 
you channeled <laughs> some Bruce Campbell shit too with a lot of your facial expressions and physicality. I really, I really dug that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, the Evil Death Saga. I think it's it's the greatest saga of all times. I I love those movies. So uh, I love I love. And I I have to ask this about inspiration. Was there a okay. little bit of inspiration from Idle Hands in it? Idle Hands. I love Idle Hands. There was one <laughs> Idle Hands and. Uh, uh, yeah, mainly the the hand part. Uh, what happens to this guy, and that I use him as a sort of weapon against himself in the hand, just came from from the necessity of having something simple. Sure. I yeah, needed yeah. so I said, what what I lose control of the hand. Right. So it wasn't on purpose. Like, but yeah, I love Idle Hands, and you know, it, 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 in the back of your mind, as a filmmaker, as a fan of horror, or if you, you know read comic books or you read books, when you write your stuff, when you create, even you say you're like a stand-up comedian, you write satire. Of course. So yeah. it, you, what is in, is in the back of your mind always shows up, you know, in your work. So you can tell Idle Hands, Evil Dead. Obviously, those influences are, are there, and yeah, I, I'm glad you well, picked up. Which and is I great. Thought, I mean, it's great that it's great that you have those influences. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, and th there's the, the touches of humor in, in there, too. Like the uh, I don't think this is giving much away, but there's a, a sign that says family rules, <laughs> which is funny in, 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 the, in the most part. But when it falls on him, you can see it, it says help others, which is exactly why he's <laughs> in this position in the first yes. place. You know, and like, I just fucking love the little details to that. And that's what, like you were saying, like you put in the details to the movie and like you can see it. And I love that so much. Yeah, that makes me happy, man. Uh, thank you for saying that <laughs> because I noticed one thing, like this is a thing that I think with the audience nowadays when it comes to horror, they have become so numbed or so like, you know, not many horrors are super amazing right now. We don't have like the nightmares on Elm Street, the whole like, you know, the old great franchises, aliens, whatever. They were like super cool. Now, you know, whole horrors are kind of, oh, it was okay. It was like that. So people kind of like misses on these details. You're actually the first person that's noticed that. That's exactly, oh. that. <laughs> and he's just talking shit to his friend in front yeah. of the family rules <laughs> and okay, you to the others and then he's max on his face so that's yeah. exactly <laughs> the criminal messages that i i hoped people would catch up and they're just oh, like yeah. oh, god is so nice it was like, very so evil dead slapstick which i loved yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great it's a funny scene but with the meaning it's awesome you know, it's yeah 100 percent. no it drove the point home too like i loved it so Did thank you, you. Uh did you grow up on like the evil dead movies or i mean what it was what was like um so what uh where in italy are you from um i'm from like uh i'm born in parma so emilia romagna but my I, i've been living in prato near florence so tuscany for my whole life so I, i'm like a tuscan guy a tuscan sexy man i think those are places that we all like dream of going and like living as americans like you know what i mean like there's just like this like beautiful thing in their mind yeah if you have a chance to visit italy especially you know tuscany or the south just definitely go man it, yeah. it's worth yeah. it. i used to live <clears throat> in china for many years and i used not to like italy after i came back just after doing escalation say i missed out italy yeah. is my country is beautiful i used to hate it now yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was 16, I went to Italy, and from that day forward, I have wondered why the fuck I'm still in the United States. <laughs> just I went there, and I did. I went to Florence, and I was just like, I went to Florence, and I went like around Florence, and I was just like, what? Why am I even going back to where I live? This yeah. is ridiculous. Like, well, it's gorgeous. Chris, so, so growing up in in Italy, did did you? 
do you, as a filmmaker, do you feel like you have something to live up to? Because the uh, Italian horror is kind of legendary. <laughs> yeah, it's legendary. I mean, when uh, my passion for horror, I think it came from my dad, that he was showing okay. me. You know, the, the milder, like horror comedies, uh, Return of the Living Dead and stuff. He, yeah, he would yeah. not let me watch too much bloody movies when I was four. We were just like, kind of like, okay, this one is too much. <laughs> my mom, you know, didn't like that my dad was showing me this shit because it's, she's <laughs> kept saying, this guy's gonna grow up, become a serial killer. <laughs> no, I just became a filmmaker. So, and actually, uh, to reply to your question from before, Ryan, also, yeah, Evil Dead came into my life way later. So my main movies when I was like kid was like Night of the Living Dead, like Nightmares on Elm Street, right? Like the movies that I know more, and uh, even like my own country's movie, like The Argento, Dario Argento, Lucio Fulci, The Giallos. They came when I was around eight or nine. I started mm-hmm. going, getting to those kind of like more extreme because Italian horror movies are legendary because they are very extreme. Yeah, you know, right. some matter how much you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is nasty. You watch any Argento movie from his golden era, they're fucking nasty. Yeah. yeah. When, when it goes to the violence, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. It's like it goes for the jugular. So, yeah, they're. 100%. I, yeah. Yeah. To, to, to answer your question, Graham, I'm like living up to it. I don't know. Uh, Italy has done the, uh, the, the big mistake, the Italian producer or like the movie industry to just like uh, quit on those genres, you know. So now if you make a horror film, you're just like, like B movie shit, while the horror movies are probably the most famous genre coming out of Italy, together with the spaghetti westerns. Right. So, yeah. So they're just like, you know, turn their back on those genres. So do I need to live up to the thing? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think Italy even deserves for me to say that I'm talented oh. because of movies. Uh, but <laughs> hey, if one listen, back our- there, if we want to put something for you, we want to bring back horror. I will probably say yes. You just pay me shit load of money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and ask you for all the years that you can do this, and I'll probably say yes to you. <laughs> I'll tell you right. this, man. You can you can retake the Italian throne because I saw Dario Argento's Dracula. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Maybe it's time for somebody else to step in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that was a great comedy, man. I I, I watched. It. Time with a friend of mine, we were like, I don't know what we were doing at his house, and he was playing a game. I just watched Dracula and I laughed my ass off. I love that. <laughs> but Dario, you know, it's never too late to retire. <laughs> I mean, he is, uh, he's, um, I mean, like, it, and it's hard because he has such an influence, even like an American yeah. horror, like, you know, like, I mean, like his, his involvement with Dawn of the Dead is yeah. semi, yeah. semi played down in the States. But if we yeah. want to be real, like, that's a, a gentle movie. No, I tend to, I mean, makes jokes about his latest movies, but you, even if you see Escalation, the cinematography, the colors, it, it's all coming from here, from Absolutely. him. So, Syria, you know, it, yeah. he's a great, he's great in the art of like staging the scene. And yet, Dawn of the Dead, Dario, I mean, Dario Gento had George Romero. If you, I know if you know the story, George didn't know how to write the, the sequel to Night of the Living Dead. And Dario said, come to Rome, stay in my apartment as long as you need to. We, you, you write it. We will help you making it. And then he called Goblin in to make the soundtrack for the European version. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is a movie from George Romero, but Dario Gento, without his help, he would have yeah. not been. Reality, right? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be yeah. what it is here. And, it is. Uh, kudos, kudos to Dario, obviously. Apart from yeah. the jokes about him, he's, he's a legend. Uh, well, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an absolute legend. 
Yeah, but you know, but Legends, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, watched, just, I just I, didn't I, fall off. I, 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 I watched the last Mike Tyson fights, and I'll tell you, there's a there's a point where there's a point where like sometimes, and you know, just enjoy what you did and you know, enjoy yeah, your life in peace. Exactly. Um, is there anybody else throwing out good? Was there any other Italian horror you can suggest, or is there? I I mean, Italian horror, I I. I love Lucio Fulci, you know, the mm -hmm. young and zombie, what is called in English, like sure. zombie two, what is yeah. called zombie yeah. cheater, So Fulci, because he has been a great in creating these creepy, mind-bending movies, the story sure. can most of the times, but it, they were such nightmares. They would be, they would be so cool and well-framed and nasty that, you know, they, they are unique up until today. That's why everybody that want to make also a Jalo film, they think about you know, Argento, Fulci, these are the biggest names. Sure. Um, Pupi Avati is another director that inspired me from Italy. He's, I don't know if you know him. He's like less known. He made more comedies. But, you know, he made a movie, I think, in English. It's called The House with the windows that laugh. And it's like a, mm -hmm. another kind of mind-bending style thriller. So, yeah, uh, these are like my main inspirations from Italian uh, horror. Mostly anybody, the, anybody current? From, from from Italy? Yeah. Anybody current? I'm oh. just gonna avoid that so people don't hate <laughs> Just you. Just bikini. <laughs> yeah, right now I I I don't wanna boost, but yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, no, it's we'll, we'll like, talk about it. <laughs> you know, like uh, let's talk about it. I, I hope uh during my festival run also in Europe, I met this amazing director from Spain. It's called Jano uh, Pita, who made like a Cronenberg style uh, short film called Terratoma, which is amazing. And we are talking together to make like um, a sort of re rebirth of the Euro gore genre, because he's also want to be involved in this like new wave. We want to try to kickstart something. And I definitely awesome. want to bring him back. I hope, you know, my work now, he, he went to a festival in Italy. I wasn't even planning on submitting to Italian festivals. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. My country, I live there. I want to, I want to enjoy it, but as you, but now I probably can enjoy it and it's doing good. So let's see. I, I, again, that would be, that would be so, um, so awesome to, to get that, you know, and the reason I ask is because we're always trying to, you know, I mean, we have so much in America and we get insulated from it and, you know, and it's like, and then you, we, we have Shudder here and Shudder does a good job, but we get moved, there's great horror movies from Indonesia and of course the Korean horror movies and Korean films in general are fantastic and like, you know, so, yeah, they really, they really, um, you know, and, and I think that Asian horror, you know, and Asian films in general have have made a big, you know, I mean, Parasite won, you know, best best picture here, which is, um, you know, one of the ones they really got right, in my opinion, you know, because I think that's a, a fantastic movie. It's Phenomenal. We just ended up, we just ended up missing a lot of great movies because of like um, the exceptional American bullshit in our minds, you know what I mean? We kind of focus on what it is. And uh, so to like be able to like catch your short and get like a little glimpse of what's going on here and like, and you have like so many cool, you're like, you're really lucky because like you have so many cool like um influences from like the american stuff you grew up with you're from italy so you got that beautiful like i mean because like let's get real like the italians like you you guys know it's a sensibility it's, it's, it's just like <laughs> there's just a visual sensibility i mean like I mean, yeah like i mean like cars and leather jackets and shit you know what i mean like it's it's, it's like i mean y'all smoking cigarettes uh, yeah like looking just fucking good you know what i mean like um 
Um, it doesn't, it's not like that here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, he's like, he's like, uh, there's like one layer of people who look all right and everybody else just looks like shit. And, um, and, um, um like, no, like, yeah, exactly. You're, well, you're in Texas. And so you can, you'll, you'll, you'll walk around later today and you'll be like, yeah, that didn't really do that. Was nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a really nice monster energy hat you have. Um, but, uh, um, but you know what I mean? But then also working in, in Asian cinema is, is, is awesome because, uh, uh, cause they've done a lot of shit right for a really long time. And, you know, and, uh, um, I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm beyond horror and zombie movies and everything. I'm also a huge, uh, early John Woo fan. And oh, wow. Really, yes. Yeah. I mean, I try to tell everybody to watch the killer. Nobody ever knows what I'm talking about, but the killer is just like one of the best movies. around. So good. So yeah. good. And, you know, and, uh, um, yeah and so you you know and we watch a lot of i watch i've watched a lot of asian films for a long time and uh so you that's a really cool combination of stuff that you bring to the table so good for you man that's uh you yeah yeah because like uh like as a filmmaker i think uh one thing that you need to do even if i'm starting right now this is my directorial debut but you need to be also i love all kind of movies from all kind of countries because every country has its, its own sensibility visual language style you know, Asian horror, the, the, the J-horror movies, you remember The Ring, Jew mm-hmm. on the Grudge. Yeah. I mean, they kickstarted the whole new genre where you yeah. get scared just for this lady coming out of a TV. More than watching Leatherface chasing you with a chainsaw. Yeah. Leatherface, I can, fi- I can fight the motherfucker. <laughs> what do I do to her? Like, I try to seduce her, she's gonna fucking kill me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, and I, as a personal philosophy is good always to keep up to date with what other directors in every kind of country do so you know what you can incorporate how you can can you become new in your like filmic language so that everybody can enjoy it so yeah i like to keep this mix uh, i love it the thing the thing that you brought up about um the spanish director that you were talking about that you were talking about working with potentially Yes, um, it's interesting that you bring that up because we did an episode with a, another Spanish director named Fernando Gonzalez Gomez, who did mm-hmm. a movie called The Passenger, which well, is awesome. I, yeah. I see that the trailer looks awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say if you happen to see him out and about in, in the horror convention circuit, I feel like he's somebody that you should definitely talk to because okay. a lot of what he does is stuff that I think you would really fucking dig. But also because it's just like I, th- I feel like you guys would really get along. Um, he's very cool dude. Fucking loves horror, and he also loves you know practical effects. He loves all the gore stuff. He's and he's dope. So I think he's somebody that you would you nice. would definitely click with. I I would try to get in touch with him. Yeah, because I saw the trailer of the passenger, and he looks amazing. And so great. See the film, and yeah, I think like uh, you know, in Europe we have a different way of doing horror, like. Uh, in, under certain aspect, uh, the practicality of the effects even look different from the practical effects in the U.S. There, there's something different about the way that you know European gore goes compared sure. to America. So definitely, I I, I want to try to create this new wave. So it's good that you mentioned this this director. I will try to meet him. I hope. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the uh, yeah the passenger is a lot of fun, and it actually both of them sort of run a little like like a little bit of an era. Like there's a you know I'm a I'm, all of us here are huge body horror fans. So whenever you're doing anything in that realm, it's and uh, it's oh, it's nice. it's um 
and I think it's like and like you're saying, like trying to bring it back. I think it's time for something like that. Like if you take like the possessor from uh, Cronenberg's kid, you know yeah. what I mean? Like and and things like that. I think they're like I don't know anybody who doesn't think that's like one of the best horror movies in years. And I and I just think if we just get to the point of like like maybe this is like the thing that we need to bring back. You know what I mean? Like ever like it's it's, it's yeah. It's, I, I, I think like there is a situation like even this is mo mostly in Hollywood, I think, like in American movies when there is, you know, again, in the 70s and the 80s, we would have all kinds of horror genres. There will be zombies, there will be possession movies like, you know, crazy gothic horrors. And then you have like serial killers, slashers, everything was everything was good. Like the last house on the left, there's nobody, just this motherfucker, you know, do this to this right. girl and killed. Now everything is like getting standardized. It's all about possession, demonic possession. I've seen that a million times. Right. And then it's like, you know, Insidious 17. I love James Wan. <laughs> I love Patrick Wilson. But come on, Insidious 17. Then there is like, <laughs> yep. we need to bring back new ideas. Like, you know, now, you know, Cronenberg is coming back. He's made all his last, you know, so something is happening. I, I agree. There does need to be, a, bring back some different kind of flavor in the horror genre. If you want to make it survive. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think we, you know, I mean, I'm not even, I don't even dislike the Conjuring movies, but like, I also don't, I also don't need to see anymore. And yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why actually, when James Wan did Malignant, because no, yeah. no people like that for some reason, but I was at <laughs> James because I love James Wan. You know, yeah. Saw and you know the Conjuring. I, I I love the guy. Even you know, you, you remember the movie Death Sentence with Kevin yeah. Bacon? Yeah. That was yeah. Awesome. Of the revenge flick, man. I love yeah. it more than like uh, that wish. Uh, for sure. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah. sure. got the guts to do something new in the giallo genre, and, and, and I think that's great. You need to create something new, you know, yep. something new. You don't need to keep repeating. <laughs> I think I think those conjuring movies, and the, I, I'm not going to get into my thoughts on them, but I think that whole thing with the demonic possession and everything, like you were saying, I think good. Uh, movements in horror happen in response to droughts like that or, or, or when something like that happens. So like yeah. when Scream came along, it was just because it was just boring slashers forever. Like it was yeah. just nothing new for it was the same thing. And then something new comes along and and it's built out of that boringness. Yes, I agree. And I think that's what's happening with the Conjuring movies, because I personally can hate them all and think they're boring and I'm not a big demonic possession fan at all there's a there's some there's definitely some that i love but like for the most part they're fucking boring and they're everywhere all the time and so i think body horror i've been i've been screaming for werewolves to come back you know i want i wanted a werewolf thing well i love i wanted werewolves to make a big uh, resurgence but maybe it's body horror that's actually going to come up and, and and do this so I, i'm stoked either way i love it when something new is happening that. Yeah, you're, you're correct, because I think if you see even in horror, there is always like, it's like a circle. There is this phase like yeah. in the 70s, it was all about the nasty violence, and then it became more like spook in the 80s. So there is the, this moment when there is a stall, and things start to get into similar, naturally, new ideas come out, and there is a comeback yep. of different genres. So I think we are at the point when, you know, filmmakers, even independent filmmakers, young filmmakers, are like, okay, we need, we need to get the ball rolling because horror is dying. Like, like you know, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson did with Scream. They saved exactly. the decade, <laughs> making like, uh, the next decade better. Thanks to the they work. did, they did. They, they changed the game. Um, 
Remember that's that? Awesome. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that era where they were like sticking like Harrison Ford and Kevin Bacon in movies, and they were like really like high budget and they were super glossy. Like Kevin Bacon's in that movie with like the body buried in like the. I mean, spoiler alert! I don't even remember. Stir of Echoes. <laughs> Stir of <laughs> Echoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then actually, it's super scary. I like Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. I like good movie. Stir of Echoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it was the late '90s, early 2000s when the big stars start doing horror. Right, because before they were the horror stars, they would do all you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, and you had like Sigourney Weaver doing Aliens, Bruce Campbell doing his you know, Evil Dead, and then they start putting the big stars in the horror films. That was the era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that movie with uh, Harrison Ford, where like the woman was like in the What lake? Lies Beneath? What Lies Beneath? Another one. I, 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 think, I, I think we can handle all of those, but like, I'm glad it didn't go any further. You know what I mean? Like, I think that like. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like, 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 I just, they always just kind of felt like, like, like romance novel horror. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and, uh, I, there, there was, there was zero hands cutting off of hands. You know what I mean? Like, there was zero <laughs> of that. Polite, they were more polite horrors. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Very mainstream horror. Like, Zero of Echoes exactly. was honest, but they were very mainstream, you know, right. very like, yeah. Nothing like, you know, Wes Craven would do in his young age. Oh, <laughs> Wes Craven's one of my favorites. I All think, right, Holly, uh, I think uh, real quick, I think Hollywood got the, uh, got, the, uh, got the signal to not do that when they put Tom Cruise in a mummy movie and it completely <laughs> fucking tanked. <laughs> and they were just like, nah, all right, maybe not. They're like, we're going to completely reinvent the universal monsters. And then that, and they're like, uh, no, we're not. <laughs> I love Tom Cruise, but the mummy, I mean, because you always need, I think you always need to compare yourself also to what came before. So, I mean, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, it's amazing. Yeah, so much better. It's a fun, fun adventure horror film. Exactly. It's very hard to make it better. You don't right. make, make it bigger. You make it better by making it better. You add the rock, you get a little better, and then that's about it. That's as far as you can go. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, The Mummy killed the idea. Of yeah, making no, ours, absolutely. Ours. I think I think with like a lot of that stuff, it's like, it, you know, like they catch lightning in a bottle once and they're like, OK, the mummy, like the mummy did good. And they're so like hungry for proof of like doing good that they, they're, they're like, OK, well, let's throw another money, money, bunch of money at another mummy movie. When really, like, it's like it was like the Point Break remake. We talk about this all the time. It was just oh, like, yeah. like Point Break wasn't a really great movie, but it was a movie that we loved because it was just stupid and fun. And so, like, yeah. you're like, let's throw a bunch of money at a remake of it. And you're like, nobody really wanted that. Like, just like leave, like leave, like Point Break was yeah, fine. I think this one is, is is a general thing that is happening everywhere. Even in Asia, they're having this problem now. Koreans know the Korean. They don't give a shit. They make new thrillers. They make new stories. They're like Korean movies are great. They're, they're yeah. fucking, every kind of genre they do, it's awesome. But, you know, even yeah. on Comic-Con, now they did Ip Man with Donnie Yen. They're making a franchise of it. And then with different actors, we have like 20 Ip Man movies. I got it. Wing Chun is cool. I know. Please stop it. Probably <laughs> 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 in the industry. Also, because years ago, there were, I think, from the investors and producer, there was more courage. Like, yeah, let's do new shit. Let's try new things. Now it's more like a factory. Right. What does work? okay, let's keep making this. But before there was also those people that we make what works and we try new things. Now he's only making what works, but you know, yeah, try right. new things. So you're going to kill yourself in the end because you're going to fuck yourself up because people are going to get fed up. Eventually, yeah. you can take five, 10 years, 15, you'll be like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <Yeah. New. laughs> 
Um, before we jump into the Sinister Six, I have a question for uh, for you, Christian, because yeah. as somebody who's a visionary director, very clearly a visionary director, and somebody who's from Italy, what was your feelings on the Suspiria remake? Because it's a very divisive remake, so I'm curious on what your opinion is on it. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I'm going to give you my unfiltered opinion. I'm Please sorry do. That's what I want. <laughs> I hope this is a remake. I, I'm sorry. I, I fucking hated it. I couldn't take it. I'm, I'm sorry. It's very artistic. I, I like the twisting scene, dancing scene. But to me, I got to 20 minutes. It, it took me, like I think, a week to finish it. I was watching 20 minutes <laughs> I think it went, it's one of those movies because I think like uh, visionary directors, there are those that are really visionary and those that try their best to look visionary. When you yeah. go too over the top with saying, I am an artist, look at me. I made art house horror. You lose. Right. That's yeah, why this right. remake, you know, he has these good parts, but compared to the original one, it gets destroyed. The original one is faster, it's short in length, it's crazy. You watch it like, wow, what a trip. The new one is like, I got it. They are in this school, they're witches. Can you show me something? Can you just stop playing with you being a cool art house director? And that's why, you know, even this actor with Ari Aster, when he did Hereditary, I, 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 I was so scared of watching Hereditary because I heard how art house it was, how unique it was. And then I actually watched it and I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it a lot. Was it like groundbreaking stuff? No. Was it like an order that you can enjoy? I did. But then he did Midsummer. I'm like, oh, now I can go all hard house on people's asses. I can just do whatever I want. Summer made off the money. You know, you don't want to be too pretentious in your uh, directing style. Like, just, just be honest. Just do something. I feel like they're trying so hard. Yeah, <laughs> John, look, I'm cool. Look at me. This, this is my feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. That's that's it's great. So and it's actually, that you and me are on the same page with uh, with the Suspiria remake. I'm actually oh. very happy that was your answer because that was one of the that remake hurt my feelings. Like when I watched it, I was just like, "Why did you do that?" And that's so. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that was your answer. Actually, I haven't <laughs> seen it yet because I love the original, uh, and I haven't seen it yet because I'm nervous about it. also it seems really long but uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> over long it's like yeah. too long um but uh your la the last thing you said kind of leads into the uh the sinister six questions so um i'm gonna flip the first and last ones and we're gonna go with uh are you ready for these i'm ready okay so the first one is midsummer or hereditary uh, hereditary definitely yeah <laughs> okay yep um I'm a hereditary guy too, you know. I mean, there's a uh, there's a there's a child's head covered in ants on the side of the road. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Midsummer is cool and and it's shocking. It's just like, but you can tell the, the the normal audience felt it was too much. That's why it wasn't successful enough. You don't want you don't yeah. want to over like stimulate people's brain. People get they get instead of getting sucked into the story, they just get taken out. Right. I personally, Midsummer is my favorite. It might be one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. And and the three hour version, like I fucking love. Like I, I just love that movie. But I totally understand. Like I don't care if people hate it or love it. Like it's fine. Um, but yeah, personally, it's one of my favorites. Um, okay. Hereditary is a more <laughs> Hereditary is a more pure horror film. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, for sure. Yes. Um, uh, all right. What's the difference between thriller and horror? Thriller, the difference between thriller and horror. 
I think uh, horror shows you some things that you need to be afraid of that you cannot fight against. Mm-hmm. Horror is something that puts you against your deepest fears and you know most likely you're going to die. You're not going to survive those. Thriller is something that puts you in the position of someone who is like suffering from something, but it also asks you, would you survive? Are you strong enough to survive this situation? I think that's the big difference between thrilling and horror. Oh, I love that. We haven't heard that. Yeah, that's what that's that's like. I couldn't agree with that anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, What horror movie influenced your taste the most? (sighs) I'm going to go Evil Dead 1. Yeah. Nice. All right, I love it. Oh, even the first one, I love it. Um, uh, If you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? It doesn't have to be horror. <laughs> one movie for resistance. I'm gonna erase Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Uh, are ghosts real? Uh, yes, I think they are. I mean, I'm not, I'm not into Juju Google stuff, but if you ask me, oh, you wanna go, you know, visit this haunted asylum at night? I'm gonna say. <laughs> F no, you go. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> hey, you tell me about it. Did you come out? <laughs> um, all right, last one. Freddie or Jason? Uh, Freddie. Yeah. All right. I, I, I love them, but honestly, for me, they're on the same level. But if I have to choose for one, sure, for sure. In the one-liner era where it got all like... Uh, boosty and like one-liner jokes it was like uh the guy a guy that kills you with a smile on his face yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> worst thing that can i happen. love it that was <laughs> awesome excellent. Oh, excellent we actually don't excellent. know if jason's smiling or not i mean he could be smiling <laughs> <laughs> ask you don't know then he's like, yeah. oh, fucking ripping apart these ladies yeah. All right, now uh, time for for recommendations. Um, we'll uh, yeah. we'll, go around, we'll go around the circle and we'll end on you. Oh. Um, anything, anything Christian like uh, food? Anything that you can suggest? Your film, TV, music, anything like that. We'll start with Graham. Graham, got, what do you got? Yeah, I've got a movie and a couple of musics. Um, uh, I watched This Is Guar, the documentary on Shutter last night, and it it fucking rules. Um, it, it's, I, I love Guar. I don't know. Everybody knows who Guar is, right? The fucking yeah. scum dogs of the universe. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know, but, um, they had like Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Alex Winter, Pam Margera, uh, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God, uh, Ethan Embry and Thomas Lennon were, uh, in there interviewed and they were, Thomas Lennon is fucking fantastic in, in this movie. Um, it was super, super great. Uh, the one thing I didn't, I was a little disappointed in they didn't touch on Volvatron at all, which was after Dave Brockie died, they replaced him with Volvatron, a, a female singer. And apparently she got too drunk during touring and stuff and they kicked her out of the band. So, but, and they didn't touch on that at all. And I was really excited about Volvatron joining the band. I was, I was like, that's how you fucking keep Guar going. You know, you bring in something yeah. totally new and right. like, cause with Guar, with Dave, dying it was it was i don't know i still have mixed feelings i want guar to continue on forever i have no problems with it but there is something with dave being gone. but anyway uh this is guar is one of the best documentaries i've ever seen on rock and roll uh and one of the best bands in the universe so um music uh vomit forth put out an album called uh seething malevolence 
and it's that maggot stomp sound with like death metal slam that the kids love these days. Uh, the production is really what fucking just put this album ahead of everything this year as far as metal uh, is concerned. Um, it's like a death doom grind slam altogether, but there's like a bubbling urgency underneath it. And I wrote here, uh, it's like the quiver of your skin right before you pop a zit filled with battery acid and like heavily breathing that vibe the whole time. So yeah, uh, it's uh, the, the production's incredible. It, it's just so good. It, it's so fucking heavy and, and amazing and catchy as hell. The song Seething Malevolence is a hook I can't shake. Um, also in honor of our guests, I've, I've recommended this band before, but uh, Fulci, the band uh, who do um, like Italian death metal and, and each album is a tribute to a different Fulci movie. Um, They've got three albums. I only know of two, Tropical Sun, which is Zombie, Zombie 2, whichever uh, you want to call it. And uh, the latest one, Exhumed Information, which is uh, Voices from Beyond, which I've never seen, but I really want to see it now. Uh, yes. It's just fucking incredible. Uh, very uh, mortician, obituary, bolt thrower. Uh, and uh, the side B of uh, Exhumed Information is uh, a collaboration with a band called TV Crimes which does like movie soundtracks or John Carpenter. So all their albums sound like soundtracks just through classic death metal. It's fucking amazing. So Fulci, Vomit Forth, This Is War. Yes, I vouch for them too. Mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> so uh, I'll jump into mine because I have a, uh, so I have a lot of them, but I'm going to do a lot of them rapid fire because uh, I haven't recommended stuff in a while. But one thing I'm going to recommend just uh, as a whole right now is Shudder because yeah. there are, dude, there's so many fucking movies on there right now. That they really good. just dropped a shitload of good ones. Too. Just so good. And I'll blow through a few of them right now. So like uh, Graham already talked about this is Guar, uh, which is dope. Uh, Moloch is fucking dope. That one is uh, brand, that. that one's brand new. That one's awesome. From 1994, Mosquito uh, is on one of there. my favorites. Dude, so good. Uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge from the 80s, fantastic. Uh, Bloody Hell, which we have recommended before, dropped on yep. Shutter, which is also incredible. Um, you've also got on here one of them called On the Third Day, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that one was fun. Uh, one of the cheesiest slashers, but one of the more fun cheesy slashers that I've seen from the 90s, because we talked about how the 90s was kind of a dead zone for those. Uh, Uncle oh. Sam. It's fucking oh, fun. Yeah. I may know about that movie. But it's <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, dude. Uncle Sam. Uh, so that it, it, was on, it was on Joe Bob's Drive-In uh, a couple weeks ago. It was really great. Yeah, oh, it's great. so Deserve. fun. Uh, Life Force is on there. If you haven't seen Life Hell Force, yes. dude. Yeah, that's that one, yeah, that one dropped. Uh, we also have The Long Night, which is another one that was kind of crazy. And then finally, Revealer. Revealer was fucking awesome as like an 80s throwback. Um, kind of like a in like the synth wave type of uh, vibe yeah. that's been going it's on. It's pretty cool. I haven't catched that up. Yeah, that one's super fun. Uh, so yeah, that's all the Shutter movies that have come out here in the last couple of weeks that have just been. There's been so many ones like even so many that, ones just that were classics and stuff. But anyway, that's just a big load of them. Uh, also, I went and saw Nope last night. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. I, I do want to <clears throat> say one thing that is not a spoiler in any way, shape, or form, but I do want to tell this to people as a <laughs> heads up. Okay, this is this is a sci-fi movie like yeah. it got kind of marketed as a horror film and 
I want uh, people- it got kind of marketed as an alien film, which is pretty sci-fi. Right, but it also it treated like because it's Jordan Peele, I think it got kind of pushed as like a horror sci-fi. It's a sci-fi movie. Just go yeah. in knowing that it's a sci-fi movie. In the, in the beginning, they were keeping the sci-fi aspect secret. Remember the first trailer? Right. So, so yeah, yeah. like horror. And then recently, because they probably they were afraid of people getting like misled. Yeah. They just show the UFOs and those shots. So, yeah, I think it's a sci-fi. You're correct. Yeah, I yeah. got tickets for Monday. So Dude, I'm it's... Stuck. I will tell you though, like just like I said, understand that it's a sci-fi movie and it is a I love fucking sci-fi. awesome dude. It's such a good sci-fi movie. Jordan Peele knocked it out of the park again. Um, and then music-wise, I only have one track that I want to throw out there because I've been obsessed with it. And I think it's awesome. Uh, Alex Terrible from Slaughter to Prevail did a vocal cover of the Doom Eternal BFG Division track uh, from Mick Gordon. So he does a vocal track over the scenes from the game of just aliens getting slaughtered. And it is the just growliest, darkest, most brutal deathcore vocals that I have ever heard from him over all of these scenes from this Doom game. Um, So it's like a match made in hell with Mick Gordon and Alex Terrible. So uh, fucking absolutely check that out. Is that, is that is that all you got that's all i got oh okay <laughs> I, I blew my load on that one i'm sorry right, yeah, like, that's, just, that's all right um, um i'll make mine real quick um watch year of the rabbit it's um it's english um it starts stars uh matt berry uh from um Oh God, he's been in so much stuff. The IT crowd, what we do in shadows. He's Laszlo. Um, he is such a funny actor and such a great thing. He's a police detective in London in like like 1890s, maybe. And it's super funny and it's super good. And it's got a real horror element to it. It's really absolutely fantastic. I just think Matt Berry is um, coming around to being like, I'm on this big Matt Berry kick. Uh, what's the other show called, uh, Graham, that you suggested before? Um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is straight it's up the best. like straight up <laughs> horror comedy. It is also really amazing with with uh, with Matt Berry in it, and of course the new episodes of What We Do in the Shadows are of course fantastic because uh, anything awesome. anything talking about TT touches is just fucking gold. <laughs> um, um, uh, so Year of the Rabbit's really great. Um, I'm listening to a podcast right now. If you're into true crime, it's called Bardstown. It's a little bit older, but it's. Uh, about a about um, bad cops and murders and dead cops and um, missing women and uh, all sorts of uh, great American right in the heart of Bourbon Town, Kentucky. Um, and there it's uh, it's, uh, it's called Bardstown, and it's uh, totally worth listening to. And then lastly, I'm, I've suggested Coast Contra before, but their latest song, um, Never Freestyle. I'm going to say particularly the Eric Jamal piece. Um, at the end is some of the, is uh, arguably maybe the like the best hip hop chunk I've heard in a lot of years and maybe in my top ten ever. So Eric Jamal, Coast Contra, Bardstown, you're the you're the rabbit. Christian, take us out. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna suggest like let's go a little bit to Asia. So we, okay. we the side of the planet. I suggest two two Korean movies that actually we watched recently. They are like thrillers, but they're horror because the gore and the violence is like over the top. One is called, I don't know if you ever heard about it, Azura, the City of Madness. 
So yeah. it's, uh, I think it's the movie basically about like uh, corrupt uh, politicians and corrupt police officers, the best movie ever. Better than Infernal Affairs, The Day Departed, The Remake. It's like everybody's evil. You don't know who to root for and the way they take it <laughs> out it. of the picture. I mean, it can compete with The Godfather in terms of like nastiness of the characters. So Azura is a madness. If you want to feel satisfaction in watching like evil people killing each other, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I live um, for that. <laughs> and then another one is also from Korea. It's called De Deliver Us From Evil. It's like sort of like uh, the killer from John Woo that you were like mentioning before. That's why it came to my mind. And it's like about this, this killer that doesn't want to kill this young girl. But then she got kidnapped in Thailand and, and found out he's, she's, she's his daughter. So it's, it's a standard story. But the way it's played out, it's fucking amazing. And the right. lead from the Squid Game TV series. Mm -hmm. I cannot grasp his name right now. He's playing the villain. He's like hyper tattoo guy that doesn't die, even if you blow like a bazooka in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is violent as fuck. Mm -hmm. It's are, are felt. I, so these two movies, Azura awesome. and from Evil. And awesome. then music wise, I'm, I'm, I like all kinds of music. I'm not really into like names and stuff, but I'm just gonna uh, shout out to Andrew WK. I, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. So his last record is very different from his previous one. And I like everybody seems that the new song is, I, I think is great. It's a change of style. And he also sends a message. So Andrew WK for me, all his songs and these motivational ones, you know, you are not alone. Uh, the song is like, it, it makes happy metal. I say happy metal, rock. <laughs> And, and, you know, it kind of like cheer you up, like, you know, life is a party. Even if it feels like shit now, it's going to get better. <laughs> he is a, uh, he's a, uh, uh, he's a modern hero. Like he, like one of a kind. One of a kind. Nobody. Fully is. original. Yep. So excellent choices. Yes, um, well, where are people going to be able to see Escalation? When, where is, uh, what's So now Escalation, yes, it's playing tonight in Houston. So if okay. somebody's in Houston, Texas, right, right now, <laughs> it's going to be funny, <laughs> but then it's going to be in Indianapolis playing today as well. And then the last weekend of July is playing at Midsummer Screams in Long Beach okay. uh, uh, at the Happy Halloween event on Sunday, 3 p.m. And then at the same time, the same weekend, 29th to 31st, this is Motor City Nightmares in Michigan. I don't know the time exactly. So if you are in Michigan anywhere, you want to go to Motor City Nightmares. And then he's playing another festival. It's called Scares That Care. So it's like a sort of like a, to, to make money for like families in trouble and kids with benefit. With cool. Benefit. So it's cool that Escalation got selected by that because I think it's a very nasty short film. So actually that it would be considered like fun enough and you know, entertaining even to help people out, it, it made me feel like humbly honored. So he's playing these three That's festivals. Awesome. And, and September's gonna be Horror Hound, the Chicago Horror Festival, uh, a whole bunch of you know, people can check me you know, on Instagram or like my official Facebook page, Christian Kang Bakini, and I will put the schedules of the because too many festivals I don't remember. <laughs> That's good. That's great. Oh, sure. It's a good and, problem. And when you, get the, when you get the feature going, you know, we'll have you back on. We'll talk about that. Yeah, definitely, guys. I, I, if, if a deal happens, if I'm allowed to, I'm going to tell you right away. You'll be the first one to know. Awesome. Like, thank you. Awesome. So awesome, That's man. awesome. Thank you. Oh, and thank uh, you. and uh, you make sure to tell your fellow Italians because you are 
pretty low on Italy is pretty low <laughs> on listenership. Uh, uh, so, I will so. share it. I will share and post of your name. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say you Italian mofos follow this. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Italian crowd become number one. Right. Yes. Because because after the United States, the UK is okay. the, our number one listener, and I know that everybody else in Europe hates that. So it's just, it's just, it's just, okay. We will be number two okay. Okay. Not more than Americans, but definitely more than UK. I'm okay. my bed. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Canada coming in third right now and New Zealand. We love you so much. Uh, still, still, still holding, but New Zealand, I will tell you, you did beat out Australia. You are a point ahead of Australia. So, um, you know, Australia, I'm just telling you, we just had recently a couple Australian, we had one Australian group on, right? Um, one, yeah, yeah. one Australian group. So I'm telling you, New Zealand is, uh, you know, making up for it. So, uh, but Germany coming in and Sweden and Mexico. Oh, wow. Rounding it out. Rounding it out. So uh, thanks everybody for listening and all around the world. We really do appreciate you. Um, it's so awesome. Uh, please uh, check out uh, uh, the movie uh, Christian when he comes to your area and when the movie goes for a wide release because it's uh, it's totally worth it. Thanks for everybody for checking it out. Thanks to the Army of the Goddamned. Uh, Graham, you got that? Kristen Pearl, Ashley Ketchum, Chris Fortune, Alan Graham, Jake Jolly, Ron Knoblik, Drew Muldowney, and Stephanie Gurley. Yep, and, um, and thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in all over the world. We do appreciate you. If you are struggling in this world, uh, please reach out. Uh, we all do this shit together. Us horror fans, we'll, we'll keep it tight for forever. And uh, thanks to everybody. Um, in the meantime, um, next time we'll, we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, I want you to start some fires and break some glass. Thank you very much. <laughs>